Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. In this week's podcast, I'm joined by Jason and Colleen Walkup, co-founders and CEOs of Mind Body Green, the media resource for all things wellness and a true pioneer in the space. Mind Body Green takes a 360-degree look at wellness while connecting both soul and science. In this episode, Jason and Colleen share how their own healing journeys led them to start the company and their belief that true well-being is the intersection of physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being, all equal, Mind Body Green, one word, not three. We chat about their passion for sleep fitness, nasal breathing, personal wearables, the importance of finding exercise that brings you joy, and so much more. Keep listening to hear all about their journey. Jason and Colleen, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. You guys are one of my favorite wellness couples. And Jason, I'm so used to you interviewing me that it's so nice to have this reverse and be able to share your story. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's an honor to, to be with you. You're one of our favorite people. Uh, we, we love all things Elizabeth, mm-hmm. specifically purely Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, and uh, I am much more comfortable asking the questions and answering, so we'll see how I do. But thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Well, so much like you guys at Purely Elizabeth, our goal is to help you thrive on your wellness journey. So I'd love to start at the beginning of your health journey and really your why for starting Mind Body Green. Sure. So the why goes back about 13 years. Uh, I I was running another startup. Uh, It was actually an organic chocolate chip cookie company that was in every Whole Foods market in the country at the time. What was it called? Uh, Crummy Brothers. Okay. C-R-U-M-M-Y. And yes, they're real brothers. The cookies were amazing. Um, But uh, we were a little naive about going national out of the gate um, in 2000. This was in 2007, 2008. And if you recall back then, the, the economy wasn't in a great place. We, without going down the rabbit hole of UNFI and chargebacks, <laughs> you can appreciate it was a tough situation. Company wasn't doing well. It was challenging to raise money. And I flew over 100,000 miles domestic in that year. I'm six foot seven. So me in a coach seat, not really good for, for anyone, including my lower back. And the flying with the stress and an old basketball injury from, from college led to two extruded discs in my lower back, L4, L5, S1, pressing on my sciatic nerve. So I had excruciating sciatica in my right leg. It felt like a lightning rod. I couldn't walk. It was terrible. I went to a doctor. I did an MRI, x-ray. I did everything you could do. I went in all the machines. And that doctor said, you need back surgery, non-negotiable. And I have nothing against surgery, but generally see it as a last resort. And I also knew that success rates with back surgery actually weren't that good. So sought a second opinion. Doctor number two said the same thing. He said, you need back surgery. And, and then he said, well, you know, maybe some yoga or therapy could help, but I still think you need surgery. And so at the time, Colleen was my, my girlfriend and she had a yoga practice. And I said, okay, you know, 
I'll, I'll give this a shot. I'll see if it works. And if it works, great. And if not, I'll, I'll get surgery. And so I started some, some really light yoga, five to 10 minutes of restorative in the morning and evening, started to feel better. And I started to make a lot of other changes in my life. So I started to look at stress, sleep, nutrition. I was a guy whose idea of nutrition was uh, steak and martinis at the Palm Steakhouse. Uh, I couldn't so much. There's a caricature of me on the wall in the Midtown West location next to Adam Tim, <laughs> no name it. That's um, amazing. Kind of insane, but I'm there on the wall. Uh, I still eat meat, but not as much. Make sure it's grass-fed and so on. But at any rate, started to look at diets, started to eat more plants, started to look at toxins we're putting into our you know, homes and environment. And I made a lot of changes in my life. And yoga was a big part of it. And over the course of six months, I went from couldn't walk to fine. And to this date, I've never had back surgery. And then sooner I started to fly again and so forth, although I always use miles to upgrade the business because I just won't fit. <laughs> I haven't flown a lot in the past year. Uh, but at any rate, I had this, this incredible experience where I completely healed. And I said, wow, you know, th- we're, we're going back to 2009 now. Everyone's got wellness wrong. You know, it was, it was this nebulous term. It was equated with like the spa and anything in in media was about vanity and weight loss and five minute abs and anything that was a little holistic a little bit nuanced was just too new agey too crazy too out there only preached the choir of people who lived in you know on Abbey or in boulder or in brooklyn it's funny how like in 2021 i'm like oh my god if the same thing's happening again <laughs> we've come so far and yet we're back at square one we're more divided than ever but at any rate i said you know, it, there, there's, there's an opportunity here. And it was so clear to me that true well-being was this fundamental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. They were all equal, all interconnected, mind, body, green, one word, not three. And though there was a big opportunity, not just preach the choir of the people who were kind of getting it, but build a bigger church. And so that's how it all started in 2009. We launched in September of 2009. Wow, that's incredible. And incredible that... In six months, you could go from needing back surgery to being able to walk. It's so important, I think, for people to hear stories like this, to understand like the true power of food and mind and body, what it can do. So September of 2009 is actually when I launched Purely Elizabeth. So we were somewhere in the New York region feeling the same healthy wellness vibes. But what was that actual moment when you, well, I guess just take a step back. Was the concept for Mind, Body, Green always a a content site or was there different ideas for it? Yeah. So at the highest level, I always believed in this idea of, of, of well-being being interconnected in this blend. And I'm a big believer that information is, is critical it is empowerment and, it, and everything starts with information. And so have this vision of starting with content, but then ultimately people in our world, they want to learn and do. And so you need to educate and then you need to give them tools to do it. And so it was, was, was open, if you will, to the universe and it led to classes and events and our supplement line and so on. But to me, it just all started with content. It's like education. You got to educate the same Like you need to educate people when they go to Whole Foods that like, why they need your product and like why it's important. You know, all these things are important. So to me, it always started with education and it was a big vision, but 
I just, I, I knew I wanted to commit. I was committed to it. No idea how long it would take or how it would manifest. I wanted to talk about that. But, but there was a vision. Well, that, let's go into that manifesting next. So you had this vision and then, and then what happened? It started block Like I, for the first, I basically wrote all the posts in the beginning. Colleen would kept her day job. She would write posts on the weekend. She supported us financially. Remember telling Colleen, I'll, I'll figure that we'll be able to monetize it within six months. Uh, six months became three years. It was definitely stressful. So we had just gotten married too. So definitely very stressful. But, you know, Colleen helped my, my other partner, you know, Tim, our CTO and co-founder, worked nights and weekends. And, and but I would, he kept his day job. I was the only one all in. And so for the first three years, I did not take a salary and we didn't really get, it was, it wasn't until 2012 when we really started to see a lot of momentum and it became clear, okay, we, we, we have something here. So Colleen, what were you doing at the time and how did you start to become more involved? Yeah. So my background is at some of America's largest companies, Gap, Walmart, and Amazon. And I would work weekends and night on, on mind body green and you know at, at that stage in life if i was at i remember being at a, a new york yoga class and someone was like oh where do you work and i was like walmart and they were like oh my God. <laughs> um and and now I, I i i look at so much of the strides that big companies are making to help create more access and wellness and it, it's so inspiring to me because i i learned at these places the true power um that they have to make products accessible to people, which is always the knock within wellness. But, you know, I think when I look back and try to connect the dots on this, I was really frustrated that I wasn't living my purpose during this period in time. I was reading all the books and doing all the work and then was going to a job and working hard at it that didn't really align with my values. And I just wish I could have been a little bit more patient with myself because I did learn so much at these companies in terms of how to manage a company, how to put in processes, how to manage people, how to have tough conversations. And I think we can, we can put a little bit too much pressure on ourselves to find our purpose through our work. And, and there's so many other ways to bring it to life when, when your job isn't necessarily in line with your values. So went off track a, a bit there. <laughs> well, then you also had, and then Colleen joined. Colleen had another yeah, life and the, event. And then I had, um, we do have healing stories within the family. I had in 2013, 2012. 2012, I was leaving Tara Stiles yoga class at Strala in New York. I was like, honey, I'm feeling weird. Can you, can you just meet me in Manhattan? I don't want to like take the subway by myself. I, I think I just like exerted myself too much and dehydrated. So he met me in Manhattan. We came back and we took the A train. And when I was walking up the stairs on the A train, I, I, like fell down and like that's weird. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's call your doctor. <laughs> so call the doctor and you know I, I put all in all these caveats as as women tend to do in terms of like dismissing their symptoms. It was a beautiful day. Who wants to go to you know the ER ever? So I was like I'm fine. I'm just dehydrated and 
you know, tried to dismiss it. So this was Saturday. And then, you know, by Monday morning, Jason was like, I'm only going to let you go to work if you promise to go to the doctor. So I, I went to the doctor. And as soon as he did some, some readings on my heart was like, I'm pretty sure you have a pulmonary embolism. Take this note, get in a cab and go straight to NYU. And I went to NYU and you know the doctors there were like, you have showers of clots in your lungs. Like, oh my God, seen this many clots before, you know, you're lucky to be alive. There's not a lot you can do to to get clots out of your lungs. It's a little bit of a waiting game. They give you some medication that that works it out, but it's a gradual process of the clots kind of working themselves on, and then you go go on blood thinners to ensure they don't go worse. But it was definitely a, a very long and lengthy process to try to feel better and feel human again. And I, I was looking a lot to Serena Williams, who had had a pulmonary embolism and, you know, came back to, to kill it on the women's tour is like an inspiration of like, this is a moment in time, but it was definitely the, you know, cosmic kick in the butt to start thinking about, I'm sorry about my notifications, (laughs) um, in health and wellness in a new way. You know, I, I always wish that, uh, I would have listened to maybe the more subtle signs that came along the journey, but for me, it needed to be one big, cosmic kick in the button. And that was a time when I unwinded at my, my old work and I knew it was time to really move on to a place that I feel like aligned a little bit more with where I was going spiritually and emotionally and where, and where my heart was. I, I will add two things. Colleen couldn't breathe, was on a flight a week before, and also was on birth control pills. And so we done this, went down this rabbit hole of birth controls and clotting. And like there, there are, we were we, we, we started to, Colleen wrote a post years ago, and a lot of people came out of nowhere, who were very healthy people, who said, oh my God, I had, I had a clot too. I had a PE. And we were convinced that there was more of a connection. So, Wow. What kind of birth control was it? You know, I, I, so long ago, I think I like blocked Mentally, the trauma. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even tell you the pill, but I was on it. But it was for- a pill versus yeah. some pill. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and I had been on it for about a decade. And well, yes, I had taken a flight to Miami. Our, our, our special place in life. I had traveled internationally, you know, a ton. So that was just a small factor in, in, in everything. That must have been terrifying, but also maybe the kick you needed to join Jason. Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> the silver lining to it. Yes, yes. So at that point at Mind Body Green, what was the moment, I suppose, that you guys started to feel like? this is really a sustainable business and what we're doing is, is super, I mean, it was super unique in the space, but truly like we're here to stay forever. So I think it was a series of moments in, in 2012 and around this happening. And so just from a pure audience standpoint, we didn't get to a hundred thousand unique visitors until January of 2011. And then January of 2012 went to half a million and then every month kept on increasing and increasing and increasing. And by the end of the year, it was, I think, 2 million, 2 million January 13. And then also around the fall, all, similarly around this time with Colleen, we were finally able to, you know, we attracted a little bit of capital. So then it was like, okay, this, this is real. We can pay ourselves. Colleen, we can afford two people in a household to work together even at a very minimal salary, very minimal. other people to come on board. And so it just started happening in 2012, like every day, traffic would increase every day, every day, and then the 13, 14, and so on. But it was like that whole 
year, if you will. And, and in some ways, it still feels like we're so early on the journey, even yeah. though, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel the same way. Years. We're, we're getting started. <laughs> we're only 12 years in. Well, that's what my next question was going to be, that we're both going to have our 12-year anniversary this year, which sounds crazy. But after 12 years and looking back, is there one particular thing that you wish you felt like you knew? And I always feel like this question is hard because sometimes it's, it's good not to know things and just be naive, but there are some nuggets sometimes. It's a good question. I, I'll kind of be brief, but it's just, to me, it's this idea that milestones aren't going to change your life or your business. You know, yeah, we believe in milestones are important. We have goals, but it's not like you reach a milestone and your problems just evaporate. They just change. Things just change. And that's like a big lesson. I used to have this, you know, can, we just need to get to X. We just need to get to X or Y or Z and this will happen and this will happen. We get there and it's like, okay, that happened. That's great. But now there's this thing over here we need to do. And so it's just part of the process. And I, you know, I know it's a cliche, but it, I think it's true. It really is a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how we, we try to view it when some days it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I've got two. <laughs> One is just that stress and anxiety don't go away no matter where you get to in your in your business and you have to figure out you know how to how to roll with it and and use it for when it's good and now we're fortunate enough to have an amazing team who can kind of share in these big decisions with us and it's not just us operating in a vacuum (laughs) talking about this uh, by ourselves and then the second is on the financial wellness piece of it is building a team who aligns with your financial values. You know, profitability is something that's really important to us. It seems to be back in vogue on a macro level, but, you know, growing a business in New York where that's not the way in which all companies are born and attracting talent, we found that it's really important to attract talent that lives these values with you too. There's enough unpredictability in a business where you don't want to have to worry about the things you can't control. And I think that that has been really helpful for me as someone who doesn't have a huge risk tolerance or as big of a risk tolerance as others. (laughs) Absolutely. So as you guys talk about bantering back and forth on how you feel about this, I always think about as a solo founder and CEO, always wondering what it would be like to have a partner and have someone have be more risk averse, less risk averse. So how has that been for you as co-CEOs, husband and wife? How do you deal with that? And then I always like to say the work-life balance, which doesn't really exist. So what's your take on all of that? I'll just, I'll briefly say that we are incredibly blessed that we get to share this journey together. We're incredibly passionate about what we do. And just to to be able to share that with your, you know, your partner and love and life and business and family, it's just incredible. With that said, it's challenging, but, but it is a blessing to be able to, to share in that. Yeah. And, we, we believe in this idea of work-life integration where, you know, the boundaries aren't as clear and the demarcation between is this work or is this business? So many of our friends in, in life are friends from, from the Mind, Body, Green community. And I think over the years, we've learned where our styles, you know, are really complementary and where we can learn from each other. You know, we do have different risk thresholds. We have very, very different skill sets. And I've learned, you know, I, I need to be clear about where my boundaries are. 
I can't talk about work in bed because I won't sleep if that happens. And, and there's probably a little bit of that going on on you know, both sides where like, wait, this doesn't work for me. You know, being, being married, you have this incredible ability to give people feedback where you're just like, nope, can't do that, can't say that, that was bad, um, that you'll never get from you know, a colleague. Um, it's mostly about me. <laughs> um, so it, it's something we have to be you know, cognizant of. And I think of you know, the relationships we have in our lives of you know, the relationship you have with yourself as the individual, with your partner as a family, with, your, with our children as a family. And it's like we have to carve out time to, to celebrate and appreciate all of that. You know, right before we hopped on, I mentioned I was, I was going to indoor fitness classes again. And that's brought me so much joy to be able to have that routine, that time alone, kind of back to myself. And I think one of the things where, you know, we faltered in the pandemic is we haven't had enough time, just the two of us. And there's some real logistics of like, it was tough to get babysitters. <laughs> um, and, you know, comfort level of people entering your home during, during this, this crazy time. And I, and I think you, you have to make a very intentional effort to focus on each one of those, I do, relationships and spheres within my life. So you mentioned your rule of not talking about work in bed. Do you have any other kind of rules or... I mean, no. I'm not do email too late at night. There's many that's, because, that's because you can't sleep. <laughs> you cannot do email. I can do email at night because I can yeah. sleep. If you, it, it becomes a, a sleep issue for you for sleep hygiene. Yeah. You know, How I, about when you go to Miami? Will you shut it off or no? I'm like, we'll try. But <laughs> no rules around that. As an entrepreneur, yeah. I, when you have that mindset, yeah. you know, when there's something that needs to be dealt with, can't just say I'm on vacation. Like that wouldn't even, I would like, we'll, we'll try to avoid things. We'll try right. to not, we'll try to not check email as frequently. Not to schedule meetings. We'll, we'll right. schedule meetings. We'll clear the calendar, but if there's something that needs to be addressed, it's getting addressed. Mm-hmm. And that's just, we could not, it would hurt. It would hurt me not to. So boundaries. Yeah, we're still working. <laughs> so switching gears, but thinking about trips, one of my favorite trips in the year is always Revitalize. So I'm asking for myself, when is Revitalize coming back? But also just to share about where the idea for Revitalize came from and what that is going to look like in the future. Yes, we are very excited to do in real life events again, and we will do them again. We just don't know when or where, but they will happen. And we're, we're very excited just to gather with like-minded individuals again. I think everyone is. And I think we've all realized during the pandemic how much we need each other, how much we need IRL connections, specifically with like-minded, mission-driven, purposeful people. And so Revitalize, the idea for Revitalize, so Revitalize is our, is our flagship annual event. It launched in 2014. Our last one was in 2019. In 2020, we had to, we had to postpone it indefinitely. And so the idea came about was essentially to create the event that we wanted to go to. We love Expo West. We go to Expo <laughs> West here. It's massive. It's a massive trade show. And that's great, but it's also not what, not what we're looking to do here. And so we thought it'd be really powerful to bring together the thought leaders in, in wellness, if you will, it started with like Dunbar's number, the iconic, you know, number of, you can only have 150 connections of like 150 or so people where Colleen and I invited everyone individually for a weekend of 
immersion in terms of futuristic, thought-provoking content and indelible offline experiences. So like indoor, outdoor. And so that's how it all started. And, you know, in 2014, we were talking about the microbiome and like things like we're like six years ahead on that and having incredible experiences. If you were going to go for a hike, it was with our dear friend, Hilary Biscay, who was an Ironman champion and just like bringing together like to us, what, what makes magic of like a dinner party or event it's like-minded, passionate people, but who come with different views, different experiences. So it was important to us to have, let's get all the functional medicine doctors. Let's get yogis. Let's get some athletes. Let's get paleo. Let's get vegan. Let's get musicians. Let's get some actors and celebrities and bring them together as long as people are passionate about well-being. And it's like this great mix of people, you know some people, but you don't know everyone. And that's where the magic happens. I think events are boring when... (laughs) Look, there's something to be said when everyone knows each other. That's fun too, especially now maybe. (laughs) But like, I know them, I don't know them, I follow them. And that's like special and that's where the magic happens. And so that was the idea of Revitalize. Well, it is definitely an extremely special event and I'm I'm definitely missing it in my upcoming summer plans that it's something I... Coming back. Not not summer 21, but it's coming back. Yeah. 22, hopefully. Well, there may be something in the fall. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> I will stay tuned. Late fall. Late fall. Maybe October. <laughs> maybe My open. calendar is clear. <laughs> maybe October, maybe open air. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll fill you in on that. I can't wait. So another thing that I love from you guys are the new supplement line. And Colleen, when you're talking about not sipping well, I have recommended your magnesium sleep to so many people because it has honestly changed my sleeping life. And some nights I will say that I try to experiment and not have it and just to test what happens. And I hands down sleep so much better with the magnesium. So would love to hear about really how the idea for the supplement line came about. And then if you can just go through what the different supplements are. I do also take NR Plus and the probiotics. So you guys have me on the full regimen. Thank you so much. Well, I, I love that. Or, or not, we call it Sleep Support Plus now. I love mm-hmm. that Sleep Support Plus truly delivers, delivers on sleep support. It, we, we, we've had so much tremendous feedback on it. I take it, Colleen's take it. Uh, so that's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. So I'll briefly do the why. And this is a little bit of like another life-changing story. So as you know, Colleen had a pulmonary embolism. And five, oh God, it's how many years ago is it now? So I'm, I'm 46. My father died of heart disease at 47. I see... Frank Lippman, the, the functional medicine doctor, and in my in my early 40s, we said like, what can we do in terms of testing that's a little bit more advanced than like blood pressure? You know, I've done like the heart test, I'm fine. So we started doing some more sophisticated blood work, and in the blood work, everything's fine. But it turned out my homocysteine was sky high, and and homocysteine for people who aren't familiar essentially is a measure of inflammation in the blood and high levels can lead to catastrophic blood clots, like a pulmonary embolism, stroke, and it's like a J curve. So the higher it gets, like your risk factor just starts to go through the roof. And uh, Colleen and I actually have, there's a gene MTHFR, which like 40% of the population has, and it has to do with methylation and your ability to process 
homocysteine. We both have the gene. A lot of the population has it. They don't know it. That's a whole other story. So your homocysteine should be under 15, ideally like 10. Mine was 63. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Off the charts. Yeah. And so every time I have this conversation with a functional medicine doctor, they have the same response, like, holy cow. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be alive. And nothing ever happened. And I'm like a genetic freak. You know, I'm six foot seven. I have the double mutation. I got everything. And so I, I remember Frank was like, I was like, what do I do? I didn't go to Dr. Google immediately. He called me. I knew it was serious. And he was like, like I'm messaging. I was like, what do I do? Is there surgery? You know, pharmaceutical? Like, what do I do? He was like, I'm messaging you over a supplement. Messenger. Like, we're not putting it in the mail. I'm, I'm having it sent right now. And so he put my put me in a, like a cocktail of B vitamins, and I went from went from sixty three to twenty three in thirty days, and then be, between like a range of twelve and sixteen ish wow. over the sixty days. So like it's a little high, but it's normal. Did you and change other things in your diet, or that was just not, supplement? Not really, because I asked him like, "Is there something I'm eating too much?" He was like, "No, you're not methylating. It's a problem." Yeah. And so. I always believed in supplements, but I had this, it was like, wow, like, holy cow. Like I, I could go as far as say supplement, you know, this supplements like saved my life. And so we went down the rabbit hole of just like, oh my God, like, okay, I'm a little bit of a genetic freak. Although I think more people have this problem that they know, like what are more common problems that people have that we could help? solve and so i'm the guy now who does blood testing every quarter i wear all the rig at the aura ring i got the fitbit i got the whoop i got everything i track everything and so like what are big problems like sleep is a big problem and that was the inspiration colleen's you know struggle with sleep so that led to like sleep support and we started looking at like you know bloating regularity that was our probiotic and so like we went down these big what were big problems where we could really deliver best in class scientifically proven products, you know, that, that worked. And that was the inspiration behind the, the supplement line. It took a couple of years to, to get, to pull them together. That's how it all happened. Mm-hmm. None, none of like turning, you know, a near death experience into right. a product extension. But, <laughs> totally. So. And you worked with a functional doctor in Boulder, right? To help formulate those. Work with Bob Roundtree and we work with like numerous doctors, like, the, the, the beauty of what I, one of the things I love personally about my buddy green, it's like, I get everyone on the pot. Everyone comes in here <laughs> and I'm always asking like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? And you get to, you know, hear everyone's opinions, everyone's views, no matter how different than they, different they are, which I think in, in this day and age is important. And I value that and kind of bring them together and, and we align in our, you know, what do we think is, is the, the best path forward and what does science say? And so that was like the process with the, the supplement line. Well, I'm a huge fan. Are you looking to expand the product offering or? Yes. That's more. <laughs> great. When is, when is the podcast airing? In a couple of weeks. Yeah. There, we, we, there we could have, be some new product. There, 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 there was definitely a new product launching in the end of May. Okay, great. Well, we will stay tuned for that. (laughs) So as you talk about really having all these different experts on who really guide you to make your decisions of your personal health, what does your personal health philosophies look like? And 
it's, you're just in such a great place to take all of these experts' opinion and decide what works for you, what doesn't work for you, since it's all so bio-individual. I mean, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, we have this incredible access, the values of Mind, Body, Green about mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, environmental well-being are our personal values of well, as well of, of how we, we lead our life. And I think of just how... I've evolved from you know my 20s to my 30s when a lot of that time I was either recovering from a PE or, or trying to get pregnant. And, and now in my early 40s, what my body needs has varied. So I think you really have to figure out how to tune in and understand what your body needs and using, you know, we do a ton of blood work testing and, and I'm very passionate about finding the tests that you can get done free at, at your doctor because not everyone has access to, to, to fancy functional medicine doctors as well. But for me, I, I tend to go back to like the time tested, you know, cornerstones of well-being. Hydration is, is hugely important to me. How much water would you say you drink in a day? Oh gosh, at least 10 glasses. But I, I think for me, it's about trying to get in two before I leave the house and, and how you kind of stack those habits in your morning day because you never know what email you're going to get or what call you're going to get that's going to you know send your, send your day spinning. So how do you leave your house knowing, okay, even if I don't have the best habits during the day, I've set myself up for success by like front loading all of the goodness in the morning of the day. So that's that's something that I try to incorporate. You know, I'm hugely passionate about sleep fitness and, and sleep hygiene and, and, and that etiquette as well. And, and finding the exercise that brings you joy now more than ever. It's currently solid core for me, but I think- Oh, I love solid core. Me too. I, I've, I've just discovered it, but I, I think I'm getting stronger. So <laughs> It's so hard, that class. It is. It is. And, and just find, you know, tuning into those things that, that bring you joy and, and using the data when you need it, you know, to help guide the, the decisions. But what I need now to thrive is, you know, so different than, than what I needed five years ago. Yeah, I'd say for me, I'm a little bit of a blend of uh, biohacking meets back to the basics. So I have all the wearables. I love tracking everything, but I believe in efficiency and I believe in joy. And so I like doing the things that I like doing. And I'll tell the story often. I hate running. The last time I ran was the last game I played in college in 1998. (laughs) If you see me running, that means I'm being chased. So call the police. Uh, so I'm just not, I find zero joy in running. Uh, but you know, I, I love walking. I, I love, you know, walking in nature. I love walking in the city streets. I track my steps and that brings me joy. And, and where the biohacking comes in, I, I, I love that there's a lot of exciting new science right now, uh, that supports some really basic things like, you know, walking in nature. And the benefits we experience, taking the stairs quickly, and the the power it has to increase your heart rate variability, high intensity interval training, like five to 10 minutes, it's not fancy stuff. Nasal breathing is something, I've had a lot of people on breath work and, you know, I I track, you know, I've got all these trackers Mm -hmm. and, you know, just concentrating on nasal breathing, I've seen my respiratory rate drop in a healthy way. And something very fascinating with COVID is some of the, the tracking uh, devices, Whoop, for example, would show data of people who tested negative for COVID, but their respiratory rate started to go through the roof. 
And then eventually they tested positive. So it was a precursor. Wow. Their rate starts to increase dramatically. Something's wrong. And so it was an early indicator. And the NBA used the aura ring when they were in the bubble for body temperature to indicate something was wrong. And so like, it, to me, that's like fascinating. But nasal breathing, I, I think there's so much. You, know, you talk about sleep apnea, respiratory health, breath just trickles down to everything. And it's just talking about breathing through your nose. Easy. Like, Free. So, and there's yeah. so many. And so like, what do I believe in? I believe in nasal breathing. I believe in walking a lot. I, I believe the best exercise is the one you do. And, you know, for me, that's doing kettlebells for five to 10 minutes twice a week. And, you know, during lunch when I run home or five to 10 minutes of yoga at home on the weekends, like I never miss that and it works. And so I believe, again, it's like integration. And if you set your, it's just a way to really make a lifestyle for yourself instead of implementing a practice that involves so much time and then you end up missing and then you get upset with yourself and then it's like, oh, I missed it again versus like, I know even if it's five to 10 minutes, like I know I'm never going to miss it and it feels good and I enjoy it. And to me, and then I've got all the data to prove it works. So that's <laughs> exciting. Yeah, it's definitely all about finding the thing that you like to do that is setting yourself up for success. Yes. And I love how, Colleen, you said the front-loading your day. I never thought of it in that way, but that is such a good way to think about at least you're getting that done. So as you were talking about nasal breathing and wearables, what do you guys see next in wellness, especially coming out of COVID, or what trends do you see? You know, I think pers- you know, we've been talking about personalization for so long, but I, I think even though it's still early, I, I think it, it, it's becoming more and more relevant in our everyday lives. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal this week actually about wearables and how they're becoming mainstream. And, you know, th- this idea that your needs change in different life stages you know, what worked for me in my 20s didn't work for me in my 30s. Now in the 40s, it's entirely different. And I think technology helps you get there. And I think that's really exciting. You know, and also I think it's a delicate balance. You know, if the aura ring stresses you out, then don't. <laughs> but if you can take the aura ring and, you know, leverage the data for actionable insights, with regards to your sleep routine, whether it's taking our sleep support, you know, supplement, or maybe there's an extra one you're taking, or it's tweaking the temperature, or maybe not having that extra glass of wine. And it allows you to, you know, create actual insights that, that lead to, you know, better sleep. That's fantastic. But if it comes TMI and you're like, it stresses you out, then don't do it. So I think it's a balance and knowing yourself and how much information is enough for you to get you where, you're, get, get you, where you, you want to go. I'm deeply passionate about sleep fitness and given the sleep epidemic that so many people have been facing this year and just the rise of of sleeplessness. You know, I think this concept is only going to grow over the coming years, whether that's being more aware of light and how it impacts how you sleep. My doctor recommended blue blocks glasses that have, he was very insistent on the red frames on them. So they're particularly adored by my daughters when I wear them late at night, when we're watching TV, they get a big kick out of them because they're probably the most uncute glasses you can 
you can, you can find, but you know, they help with that light adjustment because ultimately we do enjoy watching TV in bed and it does bring me a lot of joy. And, you know, how can I make those two compatible with my life and doing a ton of reading at night as well. And, and having those glasses helps. I think people are very aware of, you know, that the temperature they need to keep their rooms at is really important. Um, having those blackout shades, and, and I've gotten insights, you know, from my aura ring that have helped me along the journey. I probably needed to see the data around the impact of my margaritas on my sleep <laughs> to make that change. That was a that was a, a point in time I couldn't just listen to my intuition because I, I might have told myself what I wanted to believe. But I, I think people are really going to start normalizing, you know, these conversations, and it's definitely a place where. I'm always happy to make an investment in my life to help me sleep a little bit better. And of course, sleep support is part of how I fall asleep every night too. And I have the sleep scores to prove it. She does. (laughs) You guys have sold me on getting an aura ring. It's been on my my list. So I'm, I'm, I'm convinced now. All right. So moving on to some rapid fire Q and A, a positive COVID change for you either personally or professionally. So for, for me professionally, it's the move to remote podcasts. We had a, we were pretty strict in terms of being only in person pre-COVID. Didn't matter if you were a celebrity, regardless of location, in person had to be done or wasn't happening. And then COVID happened and we went strictly remote. And it's actually been great in that we just we've had access to so many people regardless of location. I spoke to a breathwork expert last week who has an air dad who's in Ireland. He's amazing. The guy never comes to New York and he's so good. It's just opened our world up in a way we've adapted. And so that, that's been a, I think a positive change in how we, how we do our podcast being remote. It's actually been quite enjoyable. I've got two more time reading and then I learned crafts and spend a lot of time at Michael's craft store and do a lot of crafts with my daughters. Have fun. <laughs> Best advice you've received that's helped your business? Don't take anything personally. And then in pragmatic sense, be profitable. <laughs> yeah, I can double for that advice. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Three random things that you're currently loving. Product, TV show, podcast. Uh, TV show, Call My Agent, the French one. Amazing. On Netflix. On Netflix. Highly recommend. The Body Keeps the Score is what I'm reading. And The Family Loves Purely Elizabeth Ancient Green Pancakes. Our our family does love your pancakes. I think we sent Elizabeth pictures of when Ellie was like six months having granola. Like it was (laughs) her first food. We got her young. Exactly. I will will double along with your pancake mix. Also, I've... They're brand new. I kind of love Siete's new barbecue chips. I wish they didn't come out with them. I just bought the salt and vinegar. Have you tried those yet? I haven't tried that one, but the barbecue, I basically ate the bag in like five minutes. (laughs) So bless them, curse them. They're very good. (laughs) Um, And then on TV, we're watching the docuseries around QAnon right now on HBO. Wow. We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. It's eye-opening and very interesting as we try to understand the world we live in right now. Well, we'll go from that to your travel destination that you want to go to next. Miami. This is easy. We're going to Miami next week, so we're... We're We're ready. We're ready. (laughs) Chips, guacamole, maybe margarita. 
Maybe take the aura ring off. <laughs> uh, I'm prepared for I'm prepared for the consequences. <laughs> prepared for my low low sleep score. What do you want more of in your life? I think time. Joy. Yeah. What do you want less of? I, I think general as a society right now, less division. You know, we're in, we're in the, the business of healing, so to speak. You are too. We believe the world needs healing. No matter what you believe in, I think we can all agree the world needs healing. And, and I think we want that. And I wish we weren't so divided. And I hope we can heal. Amen. A meal you'll never forget. My 40th birthday celebration in Punta Mita, where we had tacos with our feet in the sand, with lots surrounded by lots of great friends. That sounds amazing. So I'll go with one of our favorite cities, Austin, Uchi. Oh. One of the, like, I, I, I've, I was never really a big sushi person, but now I'm Uchi or bust. And they opened in Miami. <laughs> Which it comes, when it comes to sushi, and now they opened in Miami, and then we're going to go to Austin mm-hmm. later this year to visit. I just, it's like one of the, it was one of the, And it was just the two of us. So like we were just enjoying sushi together, which like doesn't happen. Although we're bringing the kids to Miami for this. So like, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) But it was just incredible. So Uchi. Uchi. All right. Your favorite Mind Body Green moment, maybe most memorable. I mean, it's it's like choosing between children because I was originally going to say every Revitalize had special moments. But I I think the first one, when we bought out a resort, when you talk earlier about, you know, doing things that sometimes it's better not to know what you're getting into, (laughs) be like an example. We bought out a resort. We didn't have a full-time event producer at the time and just went for it. And it was... Full-time people. Yeah, we... Eight full-time people. And um, it was kind of this, oh my gosh, we actually pulled this off, like, you know, tears of joy that this beautiful experience, you know, kind of far exceeded our dreams for it. So I think that first one was just really extra special. Well, that moment, there was a moment we did a concert outside. It was Leslie Feist and Ed Drozd from Grizzly Bear played acoustic and it was a full moon in the desert. And it was oh, like... The- wow no one ever saw but the one request was we didn't film it we didn't film it that was request. <laughs> but i do say i do have a thought of the last revitalize i think with you know john mackey from whole foods opening and then like deepak Chopra at the end like talk about bookends and it was just an incredible event and it was just i i, I have a i go with the last one. First and last first and last <laughs> well we can't wait for the next <laughs> your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey sleep i'm like going all in on on breath i think nasal breathing is just such a huge unlock and it's so simple but when you really start to do it i started taping my mouth at night colleen will test i tape my mouth and I'm like, to force myself <laughs> to breathe and i'm tracking it this morning i woke up with like the tape around my finger i'm like what did i <laughs> um but it's just i, I think it's Respiratory health, especially with COVID, has come front and center, and it's so critical to our well-being. And it's so easy; it doesn't cost anything. I, I just love that. So, well, in closing, is there anything that we haven't touched on that's next for both of you? Well, we have 
some new products coming out. We have exciting new supplements hitting later in May. So stay tuned for that. And, you know, we're, we're just really excited that, you know, look, the world has changed a lot with COVID and the, the, you know, I think we're both optimists and the optimists in us, you know, are excited that I think more people are really putting wellness at the forefront and there's this opportunity to, you know, really educate people, really get them excited about taking care of themselves, care of their families in terms of you know, everything we do, our content, our podcasts, our products, and, and really helping people on, on their journey. And I, I think it's more than ever, it's, you know, we say this all the time, but, we, but really in 2021, like, wellness is just so core. We've seen it. It's critical. And, and we're just excited to be in this world. Yeah. Health and well-being is more important now than ever. It's at the forefront of every decision for, for individuals, for families, for communities. And, you know, as we were saying earlier, we're, we're just still in the beginning of this journey, it feels like, in, in helping to make all these tools accessible to as many people that need them. And there's a lot of people that need healing right now. And need your pancake mix. <laughs> yes to that. Well, Colleen... I was texting you. I'm like, can we do which oil? Is it olive oil? <laughs> You could use that, eh? Like everyone at your disposal gets to text Elizabeth, what type of oil should I I'm going directly to the source. Well, Colleen and Jason, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Where can everybody find you? Well, we're, you know, mindbuddygreen.com and mindbuddygreen podcast and on on social, mindbuddygreen and us individually just our full, you know, Colleen Wachup and Jason Wachup and, you know, we're, we're here for you. Wherever you are in your journey, we're here with you. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for being in the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.